You are listening to Bullet Points with Margo Bennett, the Executive Director of Women Against Gun Violence. Bullet Points is our 15-minute monthly update on hot topics in the gun violence prevention movement. The unfathomable has become no longer that in this country. When a gunman went into Sandy Hook Elementary School in Newtown, Connecticut, killing 20 children and six adults nearly 10 years ago on December 14, 2012, it seemed unimaginable that someone would be so devoid of humanity that they would perpetuate such a heinous act. I am sure that many of us thought to ourselves that this might finally be a breaking point for America that some form of sweeping legislation on guns and protection of our children, our most vulnerable population who can't protect themselves, would soon follow. Any loss of innocent life is a tragedy, but children? It felt exponentially more heartbreaking knowing that 20 six or seven year olds woke up that morning and went for a normal day of school and would not return home to their families that afternoon. If you're like me, Learning of that massacre was absolutely devastating. I'm sure many of you listening hoped and prayed, if you believe in a higher power, that something would change, that our government would wake up, that the gun culture would shift. But sadly, that was not the case. And now, nearly 10 years later, on May 24th in Uvalde, Texas, the unfathomable has sadly happened again. A troubled 18-year-old gunman went into Robb Elementary School and murdered 19 innocent children and two adults. Only this time we cannot say that we could never have imagined that an individual would do something as horrible as this, because we have seen it happen before. We have to do better as a country. We cannot allow this culture of mass shootings to continue to be commonplace as we have to this point. This must be an inflection point in our country's history. Welcome back to another episode of Bullet Points, a podcast brought to you by Women Against Gun Violence, where we update you on the latest news in the gun violence prevention movement in 15 minutes or less. My name is Alec Foster, and today I want to talk about the epidemic of gun violence and mass shootings that has continued to plague the United States, and how we the people can mobilize to make our voices heard and stop the bleeding that gun violence is causing our country. The shooting in Uvalde left me, and I'm sure all of America, feeling very similarly to how we felt when we heard the news of Sandy Hook. Heartbroken and outraged. This was a failure on many fronts, especially by the Uvalde Police Department. Many conflicting reports about law enforcement's response to the active shooter being on the Robb Elementary School's campus came out in the immediate aftermath of the shooting as the police sought to lie and save face. But as investigation is being done into the law enforcement response and more details have unfolded, it has become increasingly more clear that the Uvalde Police Department failed those children and teachers who were murdered as 19 officers waited in the hallway and refused to intervene and engage the active shooter due to orders from their commander. Only further illustrating for us that the good guy with a gun, 
talking points from gun rights lobbyists is a myth and a fallacy. We've had countless examples, including in Sandy Hook and now Uvalde, where armed security officers or police on scene were not able to stop the active shooter from going on to murder several more individuals before finally being extinguished. More than an hour of time elapsed where the children that were still alive in those elementary school classrooms desperately called 911 and pleaded for law enforcement to come help them and save them from the shooter as their classmates lay dead, but to no avail. And parents pleaded outside for officers to intervene and do something to try and stop this horror. Finally, nearly an hour and a half after the initial 911 call was put in when the shooter was first spotted, some heroic Border Patrol officers arrived at the scene and were able to break into the classroom that the shooter had locked and kill him to rescue the remaining survivors. The total death count was 21, and 18 others were injured. Not only were these innocent children and teachers slaughtered in this massacre, but the surviving victims will be severely traumatized from having gone through this horrifying event, and the families of the deceased will be horribly traumatized as well. Reports came out a few days after the shooting that the husband, Joe Garcia, of one of the slain teachers, uh, Irme Garcia, suffered a fatal heart attack, likely due to the impact of losing his wife so tragically. This tragedy was heartbreaking on so many levels, and the community of Uvalde will forever be impacted by it. I do want to make sure, too, that while the major focus in the media has been on this mass murder of innocent children and adults in Uvalde, and understandably so, as it was, was and is incredibly tragic, we do not forget that just 10 days earlier on May 14th in Buffalo, New York, 10 innocent black citizens were gunned down at their local Topps Friendly Markets grocery store. Ten people went to their local market to pick up food for themselves and their families, or were providing security at the store, and did not make it home that day. They had no idea that a trip to the store that day, like I'm sure they had done countless times before, would end in their death sentence. This shooting was also a hate crime, as the shooter specifically targeted a grocery store in a lower-income community in Buffalo, where the patrons were largely black Americans. And it was labeled, rightly so, as an act of domestic terrorism. The issue of minorities being targeted and not equally protected in the United States is another layered issue that we can go even deeper into on another episode. However, I want to remain focused on the issue of gun violence at large in the country. The country was already reeling from the news of this atrocity in Buffalo, and not even two weeks later we got hit with this news about the tragedy in Uvalde. We hardly have time to breathe before another disgusting act of gun violence is perpetrated upon another innocent community. No one and nowhere is truly safe from this happening. It doesn't matter how rich or poor you are, what your race or gender is, what your political affiliation is, we are all at risk of potentially being victims with the current state of affairs of gun culture and gun violence in this country. Nowhere is safe. You can't go to the grocery store to pick up some food. You can't go to school. You can't go to a movie theater. You can't go to church. You can't go to a concert. You can't go to a nightclub. You can't go to the hospital. 
a mass shooting where four people were murdered took place in a hospital in Tulsa, Oklahoma, just a week after the shooting in Uvalde on June 1st. All of these places and others where years ago we would have conventionally thought we were safe from the threat of gun violence have been places where gunmen have turned a nice outing into a deadly occasion. Mass shootings have only become more prevalent over the decades as we now average more than one per day in the United States, according to the Gun Violence Archive. We are at a total of 247 mass shootings in the year 2022, as of me recording this on June 7th. And at our current pace, we are on pace for about 570 mass shootings for the entire year. No other country has an epidemic of gun violence like we do. America likes to call ourselves number one, but gun deaths and mass shootings are not the categories where we should be aiming for that top spot. In 2021, we had 692 mass shootings. That's almost two per day. That's not normal. Some would like to point to the issue of mental health that we severely struggle from in this country as a major factor in why our rate of mass shootings are so high. And yes, mental health issues are a contributing factor, but mental health crises are not only being faced in the United States alone. Mental health issues are worldwide, but other countries do not struggle with the gun violence epidemic that we do. Mass shootings are a uniquely American issue. We have more guns in circulation in the United States than people that live here. That's insane. And with the constant bombardment of terrible news daily, that someone else has fallen victim to gun violence, it's easy to fall into a state of hopelessness. I think a lot of Americans have sadly grown numb to hearing about the tragic loss of life on such a regular basis. Many are initially shocked and saddened, thoughts and prayers are given out, and then we just repeat the cycle. However, for me, and I'm sure many if not all of you, these mass shootings and murders do not make me feel numb. They outrage me. They make me sick to my stomach. It makes me furious beyond belief that potential solutions to this public health crisis of gun violence become politicized. That a large contingent of Republican senators block common sense gun laws and continue to perpetuate the cycle of gun violence while the NRA lines their pockets and gives them an a rating. When truly, the safety of the lives of Americans should be of a utmost importance to not only us as citizens, but also our elected officials, regardless of political affiliation. Human life being protected should be priority number one, and especially the most vulnerable of our population should be protected, our children. The Trace reports that according to an analysis of data from the CDC, kids and teens in America are now statistically more likely to die from a gun than any other way. Car crashes had been the most deadly cause for people ages 1 through 24 for the past 60 years. But from 2017 on, firearms eclipsed car crashes for the number one spot. We are failing our children and ourselves. So my challenge to everyone listening is to not be paralyzed by the news of these mass shooting atrocities taking place. Do not become numb to the issue of gun violence in this country. Take action and make your voices heard. It is imperative that we vote in our elections, but specifically that we vote out the party that blocks gun regulations. 
and that we pay attention to what the candidates are saying about their stances on gun laws. And we must encourage our friends and family to register and vote as well. Both political parties are not the same. We can make our voices heard in the polls. If you are not already signed up for our action alerts at wagv.org, make sure to go to our website and go do so now so that you know when to call legislators and support laws. Check out our Get Involved tab on our website so that you can learn more about the gun violence prevention movement and other ways that you can turn your frustration into actionable change. We must not be discouraged, but remain fearless in the fight as we know the NRA and pro-gun opposition is staunch. We must be diligent in our pursuit to eradicate gun violence. Thank you so much for your continued unwavering support. And thank you to all who supported our annual Leadership Awards brunch last month as well, and all who helped to make it a success. Follow us on social media, on Instagram and Twitter at WAGV, and on TikTok at WAGVORG. And if you have any questions or topics that you would like us to address, please be sure to email us at WAGV at WAGV.org. Thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you next month. Thank you for listening to Bullet Points, and be sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Visit our website at WAGV.org to sign up for our action alerts. We're looking forward to you joining us next month.